Welcome to Cybersecurity Growth, a show for aspiring and existing cybersecurity leaders. I'm your host, Sean Valley, Executive Director and CISO of Cybersecurity Growth, former Chief Security Officer of Rapid7, and former CISO of Tricentis. I'm also a musician here on Twitch and elsewhere under the name Music by SV, but more on that later. Welcome to episode number five, Security Risk Management. Uh, A little update on uh, what's going on with me before we get into the show today. First off, uh, I want to give a shout out to our new Twitch followers since the last time we got together. We didn't do a show last week, so we've had a a few follows join uh, in the last two weeks. Let me look over my screen over here. And uh, let's see, who did we get as follows for the last couple weeks? First off, thank you to Aerostrato007 for the follow. J. Chris P. for the follow. Thank you for testing223 for the follow. Thank you, Primetime Friday, for the follow. Charles Coffee, thank you for the follow. Big Nips, what a name. Thank you for the follow. At 7887, thank you for that follow last week. Uh, And the amazing name known as 755-887-9199. Thank you for that follow. Also, Robert's Tutorials. Thank you for the follow. Drew Hand. Thank you for the follow. Shut up, Sean Gaming. Thank you for the follow. Is it just... It's the same spelling, too, by the way, as as mine. Is it it pointed towards me? It could be. I don't know, but thank you, Shut Up, Sean Gaming, for the follow. And finally... JHJ444, thank you for the follow. And if anyone else is hanging out in chat and wants to hit that follow button, you are more than welcome to. Love to see our friends grow. Um, Who am I wearing today? I know that is a common question of the week. Today I am wearing a shirt that says SecOps, Security, DevOps, IT, and uh, I believe it says Rapid7 on the the, uh, sleeve here. So it feels like spring in New England. It's February, and I was in a t-shirt this morning. I did have a sweatshirt just in case, but the winters I remember as a kid, they seem long gone. They do. We had, like, one snowstorm, and February is supposed to be the coldest month of the year. Yes, we did have that crazy cold day, but just one. Anyways, uh, I'm still unpacking from my full house renovation, which I probably talk about every week. Things are feeling like they're starting to come back to normal. I think we'll be back to normal soon with like a regular schedule versus me doing the show and then just spending the days unpacking, organizing, hanging pictures. So, uh, What else is going on? Uh, my hard rock band, my original hard rock band. Yes, no cap. I do have a uh, original hard rock band. We have a concert next Friday. I'm very excited to unleash that part of my brain. Uh, and also this week, uh, I created a TikTok account for cybersecurity growth. Uh, to cover my top news stories and my own reactions. And we're going to use that as our news of the week uh, this week around, just just to try things out a little differently. Uh, So that's what's going on with me. That's what's going on with me. Um, The way we run the show, basically in three segments, we talk about the top news stories of the week as I see them. And then we get into the meat of the discussion, which I am now calling Death by Slides. I basically put together a presentation of something I think is interesting to me and our audience. And uh, I brief us on it. I present it to us. And if you're here in chat, feel free to bring topics, 
conversation, whatever it may be. Um, and then we wrap up with me talking about some music with a section called What You Listening To? Because I always have to talk about something music-wise. So that's the show, and that's the plan for today. Uh, today's news stories, instead of me reading to you and bringing up the news stories, uh, I'm going to start with this, which is a view <laughs> into my TikTok account. Uh, somebody brought to my attention, hey, Sean, you know would be a cool idea? You should create a TikTok account and do some of your news over there. It's much easier than doing your, your webcast and your podcast. So if you happen to be a TikTok user, uh, I now am, as of like days ago, there is now a cybersecurity growth TikTok account that exists. Uh, you can search for it by the full name or the truncated TikTok name under cybersecgrowth. I have four posts there since last week. Uh, one of them aligns with one of our first shows and then uh, some others. So instead of me just going through the news of the week, uh, what I'm going to do is show you a couple of my reaction videos uh, from the, the past couple weeks. Let's see if we can make this work. Um, I don't know, actually. I may not have set up desktop audio. I didn't test this. Let's see. Uh, okay, hold on, hold on. All right, so I think, now that I think about it, I have, I have, all right, the desktop audio not set up. So I'm going to come back to it. I'm going to come back to it. But uh, I, so I was talking about XDR. Um, yeah, I do stupid faces. And a um, couple things to note. There's an iOS update this week. I'm going to mute the audio and talk over it. Um, there's an iOS update this week. Uh, iOS, iPad, Mac OS. Long story short, um, there's some nasty vulnerabilities in the web browser, the web kit. Uh, so uh, your iPhone may not have actually uh, told you to update it yet, but um, do yourself a favor. Just go into settings in general and software update on your iPhone, your iPad. Hit the update now button if it didn't already uh, prompt you. Um, same thing with your Mac OS. Just go update it. There's basically just a, a, a bug in Safari that will allow uh, some remote uh, remote access to it. So uh, I did a TikTok on that. Uh, I did a TikTok on Microsoft's Patch Tuesday, which came out this past Tuesday. A couple things to note about uh, Microsoft patches this month. Uh, there are nine critical vulnerabilities in uh, Microsoft Patch Tuesday. A couple of them that stood out to me, there's a Microsoft Word vulnerability, which is rated critical, but there is no public exploit known. So that's an interesting thing. Something that's rated critical, but doesn't actually have a public exploit, um, I find that curious. So here's my thought. Microsoft's worried somebody is going to exploit uh, this weakness in Word, which I, if I recall from my notes, um, will will uh, allow a remote code execution into Word, if I remember correctly. So uh, if you've got Microsoft Office on your machine or you're managing a fleet of machines that have Office on them, just make sure you get those uh, Office updates pushed out. I wouldn't say lose sleep over it because there's not a known exploit, but get that taken care of. Uh, there's also a Microsoft Edge the browser uh, update. I'm sure everyone's just using Chrome, but there's also an Edge update. Edge runs on Chromium. Chrome runs on Chromium. So guess what? There's also a Google Chrome update. So uh, 
go into Windows Update. You know, if you're running a Windows fleet, again, get those things updated. If you're also running Chrome, which I'm sure you are, get your Chrome updated as well. Uh, so nine critical Microsoft vulnerabilities. Uh, yes, they are important to get done. I wouldn't say I would lose sleep over them, but just make sure they're in your regular um, regular cadence of those. Okay, so there was that TikTok video that I reacted to. And then another one with a dumb face right here. So cringy. Um, my family is so embarrassed by me. Uh, this one was me talking about the Hyundai, the Hyundai uh, exploit that exists. So there's this thing. I think that's something on my lip when I made this video. Terrible. So embarrassing. Um, uh, if you have a Hyundai, and uh, there's this website here, HyundaiAntiTheft.com. Uh, if you haven't been alerted by the Hyundai dealership, go to this website and just check to see if your car is in the list. If it is in the list, this is kind of important. The, ha the, the exploit is somebody could actually pop the steering wheel uh, off. And underneath it, there's a USB port. And that's for service. It's designed for service, but uh, it, it actually is easily exploited because there's no security controls in it. So there's a software update that's going to, I believe, disable the USB port or put some protections in the USB port. Hyundai is taking care of it. I believe you need to bring your car into the shop for it. So uh, if you're driving a Hyundai, check out the website. If you haven't heard from your uh, Hyundai service folks or your dealership, uh, you can check it yourself. So... That's the news of the week, my friends, via TikTok. And if you are not following cybersecurity growth on TikTok, now's the time to do that. Uh, I just unleashed I just unleashed the TikTok account this week, and uh, I kind of like it. And uh, as my family says, it's very cringy. I'm going to keep doing that. Well, that's the news of the stories. Next, we're getting into the meat, my friends. Death by Slides. Today we're going to get into the business of risk. Security risk management. Something that I have spent uh, a lot of time really kind of digging into lately. So if you have any thoughts or comments, feel free to leave them in the chat. I will take breaks from time to time uh, to look at comments in chat and reference them. But we're going to blast through this today. Um, oh no, I got audio sound effects going. Oh well, we'll deal with it. Uh, so we're going to get into the business of risk. This is my first time presenting this. I started working on this presentation a while back, and I will actually admit right up front, it's not done. This is still a work in progress. One of the things that's kind of cool about our webcast and our podcast here is we're never done. Everything's a work in progress, but this one truly is a work in progress. I still have notes of areas that I haven't put into this presentation here, but let's get at it. We're going to talk about the business of risk, how it relates to GRC. Um... And uh, it's interesting. I grabbed a lot of this information from my own research. I actually grabbed it from some friends' podcasts. We'll talk about them as well. I also asked ChatGPT, hey, ChatGPT, tell me how you'd create a, a risk presentation. So I, I did. I brought a little bit of all of that into this today. Uh, so let's get at it. Security risk management, how it relates to uh, GRC. Here's the agenda for today. We're going to talk about what is risk, how risk fits into GRC, uh, the importance of risk management, key components of risk management, some best practices, risk assessments and challenges. And I still have an action item to add some more things to this, and we'll come back to this months down the road, uh, a little bit more about how to measure risk, uh, how to add, how to bring some standards into it, how to bring some approaches into it. I've got pieces from episode one and episode two of our webcast uh, where we covered the secure controls framework. Uh, the second episode, we actually covered how 
Secure Controls Framework aligns with risk management, I need to bring some of those components over to this as well. So this will continue to iterate uh, over the next few months. So just giving you a heads up there. Let's get into it. What is risk? I have a couple definitions here. Two of them I got from our friend G. Mark Hardy, who runs the CISO Tradecraft. Um, and, uh, and then a third one I got, which I will read to you, uh, I got from ChatGPT. I said, so ChatGPT, uh, what is security risk management? And ChatGPT's definition is the process of identifying, assessing, and prioritizing potential risks and vulnerabilities to an organization's assets and infrastructure and implementing measures to mitigate or prevent them. If you saw my first show, I think... Uh, Episode one, I talked about ChatGPT, and I believe I was talking about it in the news, and I said, I am not using ChatGPT. You might. I'm not. Guess what, guys? <laughs> I'm using ChatGPT a ton now. Uh, I used, Last weekend, I used it a whole bunch, and um, uh, it's, it's going to be my new best friend. I didn't realize it, but it's going to be my new best friend. I'm going to take a quick sip of my, my dad coffee mug here with some Mary Lou's uh, coffee in here. Very tasty. All right, and you see these other definitions that are on the screen here as well uh, from the ISO organization, ISO 27005, which is the risk management framework from ISO, and then the NIST 800-30, which is NIST's risk management framework. So keep that in mind. If you are saying, hey, I want a risk model that's you know a little bit more thorough than just Sean's presentation, ISO has a whole risk management framework. So if you say, oh, wait, I think my company does ISO 27001 for uh, for security compliance. That's what ISO 27005 is for security risk management. And you see I highlighted a couple keywords. Threats, exploit vulnerabilities, assets, harm, probability, consequence. Uh, NIST also has a model here. So if you are a NIST 800-53 shop, you know, doing, I think I had the right number there. Uh, or if you're doing the NIST cybersecurity framework and you want to carry on with that same uh, design layout and model of those other frameworks. NIST has the 800-30 risk framework. So you can actually take these other frameworks to build out a risk program. Just something to keep in mind. And NIST, you know, key, key things I highlighted. Uh, entity is threatened, uh, adverse impacts, likelihood of, of occurrence. We're going to get into this. So risk, uh, you have a couple different definitions here and you have a couple different frameworks you can pull from also. So before we get into risk, let's talk about the R in GRC, Governance, Risk, and Compliance. Uh, because in a mature information security or cybersecurity organization, there's generally a GRC component. In some organizations, GRC lives in legal. In most of my experiences, it lives in the information security uh, organization. So... Uh, some details here, you know, government governance, risk, and compliance. Some of the details I grabbed here from the Open Compliance and Ethics Group. That's where you see the visual here and some of the words on the screen. Um, if GRC, so the definition here, right? An integrated collection of capabilities that enable an organization to reliably achieve objectives, address uncertainty, and act with integrity. Right? If GRC is done wrong, uh, that can result in a lack of effective oversight. Um, organizational and functional silos, meaning like, you know departments that just kind of work in their own lane and don't work together. They have a disjointed strategy uh, from a security perspective, but maybe just a dis disjointed like governance strategy across the whole company. And if you think security is not just a technology problem, it is a company problem. You know, lack of integrity, uh, poor integrations. 
you end up wasting time and resources. You end up spending a lot of money if you don't have a thoughtful uh, GRC process. If GRC is done right, a couple of things that are important, right? You have effective oversight across the whole company, visibility into how security and compliance is taking place all across the company, good oversight. Uh, if done right, you've integrated risk and control activities. So if we talk about compliance frameworks, there's usually controls in those, like the ISO 27001 framework has a whole bunch of controls. SOC 2 has a whole bunch of controls. You'll have good visibility into these different controls. And where where are we? You know, How mature are we in these different controls? And who's working on, on those? Um, you have good integration, good quality information available. So GRC as a whole is important. And if you get into information security and cybersecurity from a technical perspective uh, and you're going down the leadership route, it's important to bring GRC in. GRC in is, is your business side of cybersecurity. So before we get into the R of risk, let's get into the G and then let's get into the C. What is governance? Um, so from from COBIT, C-O-B-I-T, uh, information technology governance as consisting of the leadership structures and processes that enable an organization to make decisions to ensure that its IT sustains and extends its strategies and objectives. IT governance is about making decisions in a repeatable, structured manner to support investment in the use of IT to achieve an organizational's, organization's goals. The goals of IT governance is to ensure IT investments generate business value and to mitigate IT risks. IT governance ensures that IT decisions that focus on evaluating and directing the use of IT to support the organization, monitoring the use of IT to achieve plans, using IT strategy and policies to accomplish its purpose, and aligning the IT strategy with the organization's goals. So this comes from a COBIT definition in the IT and COBIT information technology. So it makes sense why the answers here are, are aligning with uh, the COBIT or IT specifically. Some great uh, language here on the slide uh, from our friend G. Marcardi. At a high level, we're making IT decisions that, that support the organization. We're monitoring those plans to make sure we can achieve what we set out to do we establish policies and strategy to make sure we accomplish our purpose. We align that strategy with the overall organization. What is compliance? What is compliance? So yeah, we have three things here. And let's get into them a little bit. Um, IT compliance, and this is from BMC. IT compliance is the process of meeting a third party's requirements with the aim of enabling business operations in a particular market or aligning with laws or even with a particular customer. Uh, some drivers here, and this came from GMARC's uh, CISO Tradecraft. Right? I have them on uh, the basics here in the screen here. If you think about, from a compliance perspective, what are the drivers of compliance? There are industry regulations like credit cards, right? If you manage and operate credit cards or cardholder data, you have to deal with the PCI, DSS standards. Uh, you have to deal with the card industry. Uh, there, there are government regulations, right? GDPR, privacy regulations. Uh, the California Consumer Privacy Act, CCPA. Uh, other drivers of compliance are security frameworks, right? So, you know, you have your different security frameworks, which can be your drivers of compliance, like the NIST cybersecurity framework we talked about, or ISO 27001. Uh, you have these cybersecurity frameworks or, you know, the CIS critical security controls, which I talk about from time to time. 
Uh, those can be drivers of compliance. You want to comply with these frameworks. And then there's also your customers, right? What terms are written into contracts with your customers? Uh, are you obligated to uh, meet specific compliance requirements for your customers? And some of your customers are in highly regulated industries, whether you are or not, and you're now required to uh, follow along with things that are put in a contract for you. So key drivers of compliance. What is compliance and some key drivers there? Now, let's get into risk. The importance of security risk management. First of all, right, security risk management protects an organization's assets and reputation. Um, it helps prioritize resources and budget for security measures, and it increases overall security posture and resilience against attacks. Uh, Alan Alford, Alan Alford, uh, who has the uh, Security uh, Ranch podcast, I probably said it wrong. Uh, he, he wrote, our mission is not to eliminate risk or reduce risk per se. Our mission is to manage risk. Managing risk is inclusive of elimination, reduction, acceptance, transference, mitigation, etc. Are we managing risks to our tolerance levels is the question. It is seemingly simple, but that is another conversation. So that's Alan Alford. He was actually talking about that on LinkedIn recently, and I thought that'd be a really, really nice piece to bring in for our risk conversation. So what are some of the key components of security risk management? I look at it as three things. There's a risk assessment, risk mitigation, monitoring, and review. I like to keep it stupid simple. K-I-S-S. Keep it stupid simple. Um, so... A risk assessment is the idea of identifying potential risks. They don't have to be confirmed yet, but identifying potential risks uh, and vulnerabilities. Uh, and then the other piece of that is assessing the likelihood and impact of each risk. The likelihood and impact of each risk. I might have a typo in the upcoming slide now that I think about it, but but we're going to follow along here. Um Next is risk mitigation, right? Implementing measures to reduce or prevent risks. So first is a uh, risk assessment, identifying the potential risks, uh, assessing what's the likelihood of these risks actually happening, and what would be the impact of each risk if they ha are to happen. I'll show some details of that in an upcoming slide. And then risk mitigation, implementing measures to reduce or prevent risk. Finally, monitoring and review. Um, there's kind of like this re <laughs> rinse and repeat approach to this, and that's what I'm thinking of. Ongoing monitoring of risks, reviewing of risks, and mitigation measures. So once we identify a risk and we come up with a plan of what we want to do, we want to make sure something is being done about the risk. Um, and if it's not, we need to make sure that something is being done about the risk. And I'll talk a little bit more about that uh, as we go. But those are the key components of security risk management. You get these key components in place, you get something going here. Uh, and I would say every security program should have these right away. If you're building a security uh, program, you may think, uh, we need to focus on uh, multi-factor authentication everywhere. We need to focus on endpoint security everywhere. We need to focus on ident uh, uh, identifying, detecting, and responding to security incidents. Yes, 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 and yes to all those things. But security risk management shouldn't come later. It should come with those things. I'm moving on. Some best practices for security risk management. Uh, one, you see, I have five of them listed here. Uh, regular risk assessments. Here's the first one. You should conduct regular risk assessments. Build this into your schedule. Build this into your 
regular uh, approach. I'm going to show you my view on how I conduct risk assessments and do risk management in the next slide. The second best practice here is integration with the overall business strategy. Do not make security risk management something that's just kind of standalone, you know, it's just a compliance checkbox. Build this into the overall business strategy. You as your as the security uh, either individual contributor reporting up to a leader or a leader reporting up to another leader, inform, educate the importance of r security risk management. You might be surprised that your leaders understand the concept of risk management because risk management comes from the finance side of the industry. It has existed for years. It also exists in the legal side of the business. So risk management is not new to many uh, leaders, even if they're somewhat seasoned or very seasoned. Maybe your your new leaders may, may be unfamiliar with it. But risk management is new, is not new. Security risk management might be a little bit new to them, but the concept is not new. Build security risk management into your overall strategy to the business. Bring this up to your executive leadership team, your C-level team, and let them know this is how you are going to drive information security and cybersecurity, uh, and it's not going to be owned by you. It's going to be owned by the stakeholders. Get that built into the overall business approach and strategy. Third best practice, communication and collaboration with stakeholders. This is paramount. Start to identify who risk owners are. Hey, guess what, security team? You aren't the risk owner. You might own a couple risks. It is possible you own a couple risks, but you should not own most of the risks. You should own actually a small percentage of the risks. Uh, you will help people get risks taken care of because you might be able to bring in some expertise, but most likely a risk into your CRM system you don't own the CRM system, so you shouldn't own the risk. Uh, a risk into your, your product development lifecycle, you don't own product development, so you should not own the product development risk. You don't own the product development risk. Build relationships with those people who own those systems. They will be the risk owners. They will be your partners. Communicating with them regularly, collaborating with them on a recurring basis are, is critical. Paramount, I said. Paramount. Uh, the fourth best practice, prioritizing mitigation measures based on risk likelihood and impact. This is huge risk scoring. This is what starts to make risk, uh, your, basically your overall cybersecurity program, as I like to call it, boring. Um, anytime you have a risk, score it for what's the likelihood of this thing happening? What's the impact? I'm going to talk more about this on the next slide. And everything turns into a score. The scores with the highest risk to them are the ones we focus on. The ones with the lowest risk are the ones we don't focus on. Regular, monitor, and review. You're going to meet with your stakeholders on a regular basis. The best practices, these are all really simple. Five best practices, they're simple. You're going to bake these into your everyday life, and it becomes something you drive. Maybe the CISO drives this. Maybe you have... Um, a leader of your GRC team who drives this. Maybe you have an individual contributor who's like just your risk person. It depends on just how big your team is. It can be run by anybody on your team. I want to get into Sean's take of conducting a security risk assessment. Uh, I wrote this down pretty quickly, um, and there will be a couple things... Oh, yeah, yeah. See, I, I, I see my one bug on this. I'm going to fix... I'm going to fix this slide really quick. And I'm going to bring it back up here. Uh, back to where we were. 
I was going to get into my risk assessment here. Sean's assessment of how to conduct a security risk assessment. Um, I'm going to go through these one, two, three, four, five bullets really quickly here. Uh, identify a risk. Uh, basically, anybody can identify a risk. Bring it to whomever your risk manager is. That could be you. That could be someone else on your team. Anybody in the company can identify a risk. They bring a risk to you. You're going to ask them some questions. What's this risk? What's the threat? Help you know identify what's the what what threat could actually exploit this risk. Try to get an understanding of what the risk is. But anybody can bring a risk to you. This gets kind of into the security culture thing. If you see something, say something. And if somebody sees something, they're concerned. Like, hey, I just realized all of our Oracle databases are exposed to the internet. I'm like, thank you so much, DevOps person. Come over to the team. Let me write it down. Let's kind of understand the scenario of this. Anybody could identify a risk. The next step is write it down, or as I say, log it into a risk register. What is a risk register? It's an Excel spreadsheet. It's a Google sheet. Sure, there's a lot of really cool pieces of software uh, that you could use for uh, a risk uh, a risk register. You can use Logigate software, ZenGRC. You can use a whole lot of tools out there that can manage risk registers. You can also just use a spreadsheet. And there are templates out there, by the way. You can Google, you know, security risk register template, and you can get started. Uh, the Secure Controls Framework, which I talked about in episode number two, actually has some templates for risk registers. You can borrow one from them. Here are the key things I think are critical for your first ever risk register. You need to know the name of the risk, you know, a short name that you can explain to executive folks. You need a little bit of the risk detail, like tell me more about why you think this thing's a risk. And then talk about the threat. So have the discussion with the person who identified the risk and some semblance of an expert from your team to write down what you think the threat could be. So you can come to a point of saying, yep, yeah, there's a threat. Like somebody could actually exploit this thing. Somebody could actually potentially get into this system and and extract customer data. Somebody could inadvertently... Uh, leave uh, an exposed printer on the network and somebody could, uh, you know, pull printed documents from a network drive, something along those lines. Like, you know, kind of get a sense of the threat. Then, score your risks. And you can do this with a small group of people. Uh, initially, maybe a few members of your security team who can act as if they are supporting the whole business to come to a score. I like doing a score of a one to five uh, I've actually seen recently scores of one to three, but one to five, low risk to high risk. If you think about five, five is kind of like that score of like, um, of uh, you know, the likelihood of score of one to five. One meaning like this will likely never happen. Five being a score of it actually is happening right now. I have evidence of this happening right now. So like two, three, or four, somewhere in between not or happening right now. Um, go around the room, have arguments where somebody says, I think it's a two. Another person says, I think it's a five and come to an agreement. It's almost like uh, story pointing in agile, the impact to the business, right? If this risk were exploited, what could be the, the impact to our company or our customers, right? Impact number one, nothing. If the score is number one, number five would mean a major loss of business. Maybe we lose a building. Maybe we actually lose a product like, like, actual major loss of business would be a five and then two three or four somewhere in between those and again if you might want to do a score of one to three one two and three low medium high or i'd done a one two three four five score in the past 
in the end, if you do the one through five, your scores are all going to be somewhere between, it's a multiple, it's a multiple score, likelihood times impact. One to 25 is a score. Um, you're basically going to say the ones that have the highest score are the ones we're going to focus on first. Simple. You have, you have a score. And then identify who do you think the risk owner is. Um, that's it. That's how you get started. From there, you, you put it on paper and you say, okay, let's go meet with the risk owner. Over time, you'll have two of these. Over time, you'll have like 50 risks. And s several of them will go to each risk owner. You go meet with them and talk about the highest risks. You give them visibility into what you're looking at. That's, that leads us to our third bullet. Meet with the risk owner, have an initial meeting, and then create a scheduled recurring meeting. In my opinion, monthly is a good time. Uh, other people will say quarterly. Others will say weekly. It depends on sometimes like uh, the, the uh, business willing to jump in and be a part of this and also possibly the criticality of, of those risks as well. So you meet with your risk owner. You have your risk owner either agree or disagree that this risk exists, either agree or disagree with the score, and work with them. That's that communication and collaboration. They may disagree. This shouldn't isn't a risk. And then you get to a point where you agree or disagree on the risk. Um, agree, disagree on the score. Let that stakeholder chime in on the score as well. Get them familiar with this kind of process. Over time, they'll, they'll be a part of your scoring committee. Um, Identify mitigation with your risk owner. You may not identify it immediately, but they'll take an action item to identify it and then give you a date of when we want to mitigate this. If you say the score is a 25 and they say, I'm going to mitigate it December, end of next year, you say, that doesn't align. This, the risk is too high. The date's too far out. I need a date that's more reasonable. Check in on progress on these recurring cadences, either on the meeting cadences or maybe you check in a little more frequently offline. Um, report out your risk register to your security steering committee or your information risk committee. You'll probably have one of these committees anyways because it's required for some compliance frameworks. And then uh, get the opportunity to brief your executive leadership team and your board of directors of the high risks. You don't want to show them everything. You want to just show them the top three that are really important to the criticality of the business, that are really important to those who have the a fiduci fiduciary responsibility to the business. Show them those high risks. Give them the good statuses of the ones that are progressing or have progressed. Give them the status of the bad ones. Um, even better, if you're presenting to your executive leadership team, Bring your risk owners in, those people that you've de determined as a risk owner, have them brief their own risks. So when risks come to you, you can bring it to your, you know, your IT leader, your product leader, your different, you know, your different uh, risk owners, have them brief the status of the risk. Uh, they're not going to want to come in and give the, a bad status. They're going to want to come in and give a good status. But uh, if it's a bad status, it shows that you have such a good partnership that you're actually having risk owners do the, the presentation. This is my five-minute review on how I do security risks assessments. It's a whole, it can get a whole lot more detailed, but this is how it gets started. I'm moving on. What are some challenges and limitations to security risk management? One, limited resources. Are you an information security team of one? And you're trying to do compliance, you're trying to do endpoint security, you're trying to make sure there's MFA on all the things and single sign-ons rolled out, you're trying to figure out how we deal with cloud security. That's tough. Every, every information security, cybersecurity team will always be limited on resources. Uh, you've heard me say uh, a couple um, slides back that I was talking very specifically about when you're building security program, uh, risk management needs to be a part of that program. Uh, it may not be something that you 
intuitively think is something you start right away, but I strongly believe it is something. So you have limited resources. You're going to, you have to figure out how to fit that in with your limited resources. Uh, second on the challenges and limitations, the complexity of the security landscape, your organization may be enormous, right? Maybe you have your IT organization. Maybe you've done mergers and acquisitions of other companies and you actually haven't integrated their IT infrastructure. So now you have multiple IT infrastructures. Um, I'm more familiar with working with software companies. So, you know, there are products and platforms and uh, those themselves are completely separate IT uh uh, environments. So you may actually have multiple IT environments. Your, you know, your security landscape could be very complex in your environment or, or less complex. Uh, so the complexity of the environment can be a challenge. Start somewhere. That's all I'm saying with the, that, that uh, challenge is start somewhere and grow it. Bring in one risk and over time you'll have more. Uh, the third item on challenges and limitations, the difficulty in predicting future threats and risks. Of course, we don't know what the future holds. Uh, that's okay. We're not necessarily, we don't need to predict the future here. Uh, what we're trying to do is build a list of what we know and what we think might occur in the future and uh, put those on our risk register. And we should be revisiting the risk register on a regular basis. Maybe we scored something as a, you know, medium to medium high risk last year and it's still in the risk register. Nobody got to it yet because of other risks and other priorities to the business. It's okay to rescore those and say, you know what, this actually is less risky now. We've, you know, we've changed how we operate our business. We've changed the data that's in the system. It's low, lower risk, or or maybe the risk goes up. Uh, threats evolve over time as well, for better or for worse. And then the last piece, resistance to change as a as a challenge and limitation, right? You're, uh, I'm talking about bringing a whole new capability to the business. And, you know, meeting with stakeholders and people are resistant to change. People, you know, we fear change, right? That's a common saying. People do resist change. Uh, risk management will take time. It's not something that will be, uh, you know, part of the company fabric right away. But it should become part of the company fabric over time. And the idea of how do you do that? Start now. Start following kind of that model of, doing risk assessments, identifying who your stakeholders are, meeting with them, your stakeholders who you'll probably start with someone who's like at the C-level of the company, someone in the executive leadership team, they may delegate it to someone a little bit lower. That person may bring in some individual contributor into the process. But you're going to, what the way to, to take care of the resistance to change is make this a recurring, uh, a recurring item that is always uh, a part of the, how you run your business. And so folks will realize like, okay, this is how you run your business. You're going to schedule this. People will be uh, become comfortable to this over time. But people will be resistant to this change right away of this kind of risk-based approach to do things. I'm telling you, once you get a risk-based approach on how you run your information security or your cybersecurity organization, uh, it, it, there's that kind of thought, and I like to say these words, where my, my program comes becomes boring. Uh, I'm not just shooting from the hip. I'm not just saying, hey, I heard some news. Uh, you know, this morning it's the number one thing to focus on. I actually am I'm going to bring my spreadsheet, my risk spreadsheet, and I'm going to focus on the highest risk items. There's always a potential of a new threat that pops up overnight. You think about that Thursday night two years ago when Log4j showed up on all of our radars. Uh, I didn't really have time to go score that and put it in my risk register. I knew... Thursday night's going to be a really busy night. So is Friday. I'm going to have to wake up some engineers. We're going to have to go find some things, right? So there are definitely those items that don't necessarily 
have the luxury of getting into the risk register, but the risk register approach is a nice way of building kind of a um, a good habit, a good habit for your team, yourself, and your business. Well, we're going to wrap things up uh, because I need to move along soon. Um, but, you know, in summary, security risk management is a critical component of an organization's cybersecurity strategy. Following best practices and leaders can effectively identify and mitigate risks to protect assets and infrastructure and increase overall security posture. Um, a call to action, you want to emphasize the importance of regularly assessing and reviewing risks and implementing effective mitigation measures to stay ahead of potential threats. And uh, this is a great overview. I hope you enjoyed it. The business of risk, our death by slides today. And I think that's what we're going to cover today. I was hoping to get through this topic pretty quickly today. Feel free to reach out to me, Sean, at cybersecuritygrowth.com or check out the website, cybersecuritygrowth.com slash blog where I put all of the weekly updates. And as I mentioned, I have my new TikTok account where I am reacting to interesting news of the day. My friends, I think that's what we're going to cover. Oh, wrong button. My friends, I think that's what we're going to cover today. Uh, I appreciate you all being here. I appreciate the, uh, the input in chat. Uh, so that's a wrap today. Uh, I'm Sean Valley and the creator of the show and the music here on cybersecurity growth. Uh, you can check it out at cybersecuritygrowth.com and cybersecuritygrowth.com slash blog. Find me online everywhere at Sean Valley or at cybersecuritygrowth. If you like the show, please tell your friends. If you hate it, tell your adversaries. Please like and subscribe and leave five stars and a review to wherever you're listening. And with a quote like this, great show. I learned something new to help me in my cybersecurity career. Today we covered risk management, what is risk, how it fits into GRC, the importance of risk management, key concepts, best practices, risk assessments, challenges, plans for next week. I'm working on a password manager show with a guest. Maybe we'll get to that. I might do a throwback to one of my Android hacking days from way, way back when for my Android forensics material. So stay tuned. Um, I'm live weekly on Twitch, usually Fridays at 10.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, usually 7.30 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, and usually 3.30 p.m. GMT, and in your pod feeds a few days later. So check out your podcasts as well. Thank you, everybody, for joining. We will see you next time. Bye for now, everyone.